Welcome to Share Truth Applied Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined, you guessed it, as always, by the great Cedra Sarton. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm tacking that on. I'm going to change my name for real to the great. Yeah. It's going to be on your tombstone. Yeah. Are you going to make, you're <laughs> gonna make sure of it? I'm sure, you know, you're going to make sure of it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be the one in charge of it, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's logical. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Hey. Well, moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We are joined in the studio by Kendra White and Ann Cockrell. Um, they are people who work here at AFA in uh, various uh, departments, but they have come together to create a new radio show slash podcast. Am I right in that? That's right. Uh, called Hannah's Heart. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Well, we are honored to be on one of the classiest shows on AFR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need you to go to iTunes and put that in the review section. One of the most classiest. <laughs> Shows. I'm going to remember oh, that. Yeah. So, awesome. So if you've been listening today and you didn't just turn your radio on, then you probably just got to hear these two lovely ladies on their program because it actually airs mm-hmm. the half hour before ours. So mm-hmm. that's good. Y'all are in, we're all in good company. We're neighbors. We're right. We're neighbors. We're, neighbors. Neighbors. we're AFR neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fun. Well, this show uh, is unique, I think, among the shows of AFR because most of most of our programs on AFR they deal with things like you know cultural issues, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like theological exploration. I'm thinking exploring the word, things like that. Um, but y'all have a very a much more specific focus, I would say. Um, why don't y'all tell us a little bit about what Hannah's heart is? Okay, so Hannah's heart actually, the majority deals with infertility, so not being able to have children. Um, Infertility is more defined as like a year long of trying to have children, not being able to. Um, And so everyone's infertility story looks a little different. Some it's a year, some it's 10 years, you know. Um, And then we focus on miscarriage and child loss in there too. But uh, we kind of cover, there's various topics that we've already covered from adoption, foster care and then different topics within infertility fertility so. treatments yeah um, it's it's a topic that does seem very narrow and we honestly wondered at the beginning of this like are we gonna have enough content right. to make a radio show <laughs> out of this and then when we started listing out all of the things that you wrestle with um, as a couple who's right. trying to honor God through this it yeah. was like yeah there's, there's plenty, plenty. <laughs> there's plenty and and one in four um, pregnancies sadly um, end in miscarriage I had no idea 25 wow. percent So a lot of couples are Mm -hmm. dealing with that heartache and the infertility aspect. It's one in eight couples. And so even though this is a very narrow topic, some might say there's a lot of couples that this topic affects them. And I think it's a topic that is very isolating. So like a lot of people, um, even just since us talking, like sharing this on our own Facebook pages that we're doing this show, I've had so many people contact me privately and say, 
I had three miscarriages uh-huh. and I haven't told anyone and I just I don't know how to talk about this. Yep. Um and even people that I this is so selfish of my heart. I had um maybe been jealous of what I the life I thought they had. <laughs> and it's like, oh, they have a kid and they have this mm. and this is what I want. And then sharing with me, oh, mm. we struggled too. And we went through all of yeah. this. And so it's been very eye-opening to me how many people are affected by this. Oh, yeah, yeah. A girl actually reached out the other day, someone that I've known since college. I did not know she and her husband were struggling. And she said, she was like, I've just silently watched, you know, you and will share y'all's story mm-hmm. you know on facebook or whatever and then she was like i just feel like now that your podcast is out here she said it's already helped me mm-hmm. and she said she and her husband have listened to them together oh that's and, awesome um, she's like i feel like it's already helped us to grow closer to christ through this and together she was like because we were really struggling with this topic so it's neat even those stories like that make the extra work that we've had Mm -hmm. you know the figuring out all the meetings and stuff (laughs) like that not that they weren't worth it in the beginning but like really already seeing like okay god you're using this fruit from it and yeah and i think having a show that's talking about this topic from a godly christian perspective is so important because when ann and i were looking for what other resources are Mm -hmm. out there a lot of them um there's facebook groups support groups and things that aren't faith-based right and so the kind of um information that you're going to get from something like that might not balance in some of the things that christians are i mean there's when you come to fertility treatments there's the issue of stewardship of money of is this war is this mm-hmm. dream worth going into debt over or can god redirect it or you know even life issues as far as what sort of treatments are um consistent with a pro-life mm-hmm. perspective and or you've got some the ones that get me like tickled are the ones that are like just keep believing positive vibes mm-hmm. yeah. you know almost like a name it claim it like yeah. if you just speak believe, it over yourself you squeeze hard enough and yeah. look yeah. in the mirror and say you <laughs> will have a oh, baby goodness. by Christmas. It's like, that's not really helpful as yeah. a believer. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's what someone told, did tell me one time when she heard I was diagnosed with PCOS. That's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And she was like, just don't speak it over yourself oh, anymore. And I was like, I did not even know what PCOS was. Like, how was I speaking that over myself? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I think the thing, the difference in having a worldly view and saying like trying to speak positive vibes is that when it doesn't happen, the, it comes crashing down around you, yes. you know, a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a believer, we're supposed to have, like, we're not supposed to give up hope even right. in the bad times. God is the hope in the bad times, in the hard times, and we have that. And that's something the worldly, the worldly ideologies that they try to give you to help with your whatever scenario, mm-hmm. that's how it doesn't help. It's not hope. It's yes. you know, false promises so a lot of the time. Well, and you mentioned hope, Cedra. I think um, one of the things that we want to help people listen is to know where their ultimate hope is. Like, is it wrong to hope for children? No, absolutely not. It's a natural desire to want that. And I've had to deal with guilt over wanting that, you know. But do our hopes get misplaced? Is the hope for a child ever higher than our ultimate hope um, for redemption in Christ? And helping couples to process that um, is something that we want to deal with on the show. And of course, dealing with the the, the age old question of why do bad things happen to quote good people you know of course we know that none of us are actually good but maybe another way to rephrase that is why do 
bad things happen to believers who love and trust God. Mm -hmm. And that's something that a lot of couples struggle with because you feel like, man, I'm doing this God's mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. you know? And then you you look and you see other couples that um, maybe aren't even married, um, young girls getting yeah. pregnant, maybe even aborting their babies. And you're like, wait, so it's so easy for right. you. And yeah. yet, so so that's, that's a topic we spend a lot of time on mm-hmm. in our show. Yeah, that was definitely something I had to deal with. Because sure. yeah, you worked for um, a, a pregnancy center. While mm-hmm. struggling with infertility. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. Yes. Oh. Wow. It was make hard. me cringe just thinking about it. I know, I know. I could, and really, I was, every time that they would, you know, talk about what their choice was going to be, whether to keep the mm-hmm. baby or adopt the baby or, you know, have the baby aborted, which we always tried to talk against that for sure um, and just lead them to Jesus. But I... In the back of my head, the whole time I wanted to be like, "I'll adopt him. I'll adopt yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll, I'll take him." <laughs> but sure, that's we not can really find someone who will take your baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's really wasn't encouraged for me to do that though. So, <laughs> but always yeah. tempting. Yeah, I bet. Now this is called Hannah's heart, and um, for people who might not be familiar with who Hannah is, um, and would you like to explain why why are you called Hannah's heart? So, um, Kendra's kind of already talked about this, but trying to find, you know, in the depths of infertility as a woman, my, you know, husbands definitely go through this, especially those husbands that are supportive and wanting what's best for the, you know, all of that. Um, but they just do it in a different way, you know, and they don't have the physical reminders of like, oh, this just didn't happen again. Um, and so it was a really, really lonely place for me to be. And at the time, I didn't know Kendra and some other women that I know now that are also struggling with infertility. And so, um, yeah, my, my family and my friends are wonderful supporters, but just no one had ever experienced this right. type of hurt before. And so um, I was really wanting to find a devotion book, like a full devotion book based on infertility. Like every day you're deep in the scriptures, learning what to do. God's going to help you through this. And like, it is, unless, and somebody hears this and be like, yeah, it does exist. I could not find anything Mm -hmm. besides like, you know, maybe the daily devotionals and there's one on infertility in the month of January or something like that. And that's just not what my heart was wanting. It was wanting a deeper learning and understanding. And so I feel like the Lord was just like, go to my word and go to my word. And you study those. There's at least five women that we all know of that struggled with infertility, you know? So I did that. And then when I came, I was just kind of doing them like chronologically um, studying them. And so uh, I had been doing it, it had been weeks, if not a month or two, into studying these women. And when I got to Hannah, she just really stuck out because of her faith that she had even before the Lord had answered her prayer. Right. Um, she had already said, like, God, if this happens for me, then I promise I'll give him back to you. And then you see her follow through mm. with that promise. And so, anyway, that's where Hannah came from. And Hannah's heart talked about her And just to back up for heart. people listening that might not know the story, Hannah became the mom of yeah. Samuel. Yes. She's in, yes. in First Samuel, is it chapter one and two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First Samuel one and, and two is where story. her story is. And then um, she actually, in First Samuel two, is actually one of the first recorded Psalms. And it was Hannah who mm-hmm. did that Psalms. And so mm-hmm. anyway, it was just neat to see her faith come to yeah. fruition. And so any, and the, just because it's called Hannah's heart is not that we're trying to promise you if you're like Hannah, you're going to get a baby, you know, um, because all of our stories end up looking 
different. Um, but we just want to have the faith like Hannah had. Right. So. Well, and she came to God with her grief. So mm-hmm. before he answered her, she came to the temple and was praying and had her eyes closed and her lips were moving. And the priest thought she was drunk, <laughs> you know? And so what I love about that part of the story is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's so tempting when you're wrestling with God, why aren't you allowing this to happen for me to want to pull away mm-hmm. from God? Mm-hmm. But Hannah went to God with that pain to be like, I know you're the only one who can help me through this. And I also like that she, she said, you know, if you give me the son, I'll give him back to Mm -hmm. you. It'll be your son. It's, you know, and so I think for, um, Mm -hmm. just all parents, not even those that struggle with infertility, that desire to give our children over to God Mm -hmm. is such an important thing because as Anne has mentioned on our podcast before, infertility doesn't just affect you until you have children. Even if the Lord blesses you to have physical children, there's this fear of, now it took so much to get them. Let me keep them safe. I don't mm-hmm. want anything to ever happen yeah. to them. Yeah. And even parent people that don't go through infertility have that. Mm-hmm. I want them safe. You know, oh gosh, be the worst thing in the world if anything would happen to them. But when you give them over to the Lord, you're able to say, this has been my my verse for the last couple of months. Um, in Psalm 139, it says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before mm-hmm. one of them came to be. Mm-hmm. And just realizing how precious life is and that you cannot keep your child alive indefinitely. You do mm-hmm. your best to keep them safe, but they're in God's hands and all yeah. the days ordained for them are written in God's book. And for, yeah. for couples that have struggled with um, miscarriage, you know, that's that's something my husband and I, we had a child for only a few days and, and we lost it and it was so grievous. But for me saying, you know what, all the days ordained for this child were written in God's book um, and they're precious to him, even if it's five days, 10 right. days. And that life still had a purpose. That mm-hmm. life still had a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, well, uh, we had a good friend of ours. So we are foster parents right now. And um, before we committed to doing foster care, because it was just, it's a big decision. Mm-hmm. And um, we were going through infertility treatments as we were thinking about pursuing foster care. And we met with some of our good friends who struggled with infertility, did foster care, then adopted seven children through foster care. Seven. (laughs) Seven. Wow. (laughs) And then ended up having three kids of their own. So we're up to 10 now. Um, (laughs) Word. Yes. But uh, we met with them before we started the process for foster care. And one thing that they told us, um, they were like, our children, the children that we've had biologically, the children that we fostered, and the children that we adopted, none of them belong any more to us mm. than the next. They are all the Lord's children. Amen. We're They're just put here. We're put here to help raise them to be you know, yeah. Christ followers and disciples. And then we're also called to let them go, you know, mm. and then to go be disciples to all nations. And so she was like, I can't look at a child as any more mine then my, you know, just because they're biological than these that I parented, fostering or adopted, you know? And so that was one thing that really stuck with me because it was something that bothered me at first. Like we're going to have foster kids before I ever have my own children. And, you know, um, but anyway, them saying that that's always stuck, right. They're all the Lord's children, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we're just put here to hopefully help lead them to the Lord. Well, that's powerful. I mean, that's, that's what stands out to me um, from Hannah's story is that before Samuel was even born, before mm-hmm. she was even pregnant, 
um, she had already given him away. You mm-hmm. know? And that's true. She has already she already set that in her heart to be you know what you know what her will was and aligned her will with God's, and that's um, that's a very powerful thing. And that, I think that applies to every situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even for people who um, don't want a family to begin with, but they maybe there's another desire on their hearts, but um, to hand that over to God even before you know, that's on the horizon mm-hmm. is, I mean, that kind of surrender is difficult, yeah. but so freeing, I think. I think it, it reveals a lot about her heart mm-hmm. and her expectations for why she wanted children, because if she wanted a child to be her little mini me to mm-hmm. like show off at party, I mean, there are some, um, some reasons that we want children that are not yeah. honoring to God, <laughs> you know? Um, but she, you see that her desire was so that I would have a child that serves the Lord mm-hmm. and to, you know, c- carry on a, her- a godly heritage, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And that's helpful when you're wanting this so badly to say, why am I wanting this so badly? Right. And if there's any any way that motherhood has become idolatry in my life. Mm-hmm. If if wanting kids has become an idol, Lord, deal with that so that when you do bring them, however you bring them, my heart will be rightly positioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's powerful. And it's amazing that you both have testimonies um, that you can share too. Um, I, I love hearing about, you know, how people have reached out to you already mm-hmm. and and um, and said, you know, hey, this is how the Lord has used your testimony and your work. Uh, your story in my life. Um, I think that uh, being able to share that kind of testimony uh, is a very, very powerful thing. And um, I'm glad that we're able to promote you guys on the show today. Where can they, when can they listen to you? Where can they listen to you at? Yes. Well, um, first of all, our our testimonies are still being written. I'm just going to throw this out there. (laughs) We are not perfect. And we're going to share with you all of the like flesh stuff uh-huh. that we also uh-huh. deal with on <laughs> the show, but we would love for you to come on this journey with us. Um, you can listen on AFR mm-hmm. on Saturdays at five o'clock. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel okay. um, and um, a Facebook page yeah. and an Instagram page. <laughs> if you look for Hannah's Heart um, on YouTube, if you search for either one of our names, Kendra White or Ann Cockrell mm-hmm. w- with Hannah's Heart, it should, it should come up. Cool. Um, and all of them you can find on the podcast page on on um, AFA. So if you go to uh, American Family Radio, click on the podcast page, you'll see Hannah's Heart, and we'll have links to our social media right. pages there. Right. And I'm just going to go ahead and encourage the listeners to get on there and to, sh- to share these podcasts, mm-hmm. yeah. especially if you know someone who's going through something and is struggling and uh, you just they, I mean, you find that podcast, you know, like, this really speaks to me, it really reminds me of this person. It maybe it could be of some help to that person. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to share that. And the social media pages allow us to interact with you um, in a way that radio cannot because mm-hmm. um, we don't have uh, call-in listeners on our show. Um, but we, we don't have the ability to do that right now, though we might in the future. Yeah. But we do have um, private messages. We have people ask us questions already. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to give you scripture and, and, and good answers for those things. But we're also going to kind of try to form a community of people that can encourage each other. So like right now on our pages, we have like, what's been a scripture that's helped you through a time of infertility? And it's been fun to see like all the different people going through this, their 
go-to Klingon verses. Right. And like, I, there was a day when I was like feeling it and having a hard day, and I was like, I didn't anticipate the show to preach to me. Right. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm gonna do Hannah's heart to help other people. No, this is also uh-huh. life-giving to me. Uh-huh. That's what I did tell someone that the other day when she shared a scripture. I was like, I needed this today. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever find yourself in your recording times, like sitting there just talking back and forth, and the other one says something, you're like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh, for sure. I tell Anne all the time, I'm like, if I get quiet, like if we're, we're talking and then I just disappear, I'm like, it's because you're stepping on my toes. <laughs> like the conviction is coming. But yeah. one last thing I do want to mention that we, um, of course, we are both women, um, but men struggle with mm. this topic as well. And that's one thing um, we have in, in our in episodes two and three, we bring our mm-hmm. husbands on mm-hmm. to talk wow. about their side of the journey and, yeah, and help us share. And we're going to bring them back on as regular guests yeah. as well as interviewing other men. Um, so, so gentlemen, we know you're not yeah. alone. In, and the, the struggles for men are completely different because they have wives who are going through this emotional roller coaster oh, and they have to deal with all <laughs> yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's well, a lot. And I, and I imagine the the feeling of wanting to protect and wanting to uh-huh. you know shelter and when you can't do that you can't do it then, yeah then you have to I, I, I'm glad that you're building this community mm-hmm. because in those kind of situations you do want to point somebody to Christ yes and you do want to you do want to say look regardless of the outcome and the the end of your journey. He's the ultimate satisfaction, yes. mm-hmm. no matter what happens. And, and this issue has caused, sadly, mm-hmm. several marriages yeah. to break apart. Oh, yeah. And you can either grow stronger as a couple through it, or you can let it tear you apart. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's, I, I feel like easily the enemy can get in there and you know, really hurt marriages through this because there's so many decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. One, you're hurting. And so when you're hurting, like you don't, a lot of times don't make the best decisions, especially if you're not, you mm-hmm. know, following maybe Christ the way that you should. We went through times of that where I was definitely just obsessed with the issue instead of really trying to pursue Christ and pursue my husband the way that I should have been, you know. And so, yeah, uh, we definitely want to be there for people during that time too. And that's something Mm -hmm. that we've already kind of covered and I'm sure we'll cover even more in depth as the show goes along. The temptation to become obsessed with things is so easy, especially I think for women because um, there's in the in the practical physical world there are steps and measures that you can take to mm-hmm. try to you know so you're going to see a specialist and they say try this medication and when you get into some of the fertility stuff it feels like a part-time job mm-hmm. like yeah. it's a lot like mm-hmm. it's not just like oh you go to see a doctor once a month it's like but the job costs a lot of money yes <laughs> you don't get paid for that job yeah. you have to do it and it feels like it's always on your mind yeah and so it's so easy it's so easy to become overwhelmed by it yeah and then but then to turn around and, and to see god's grace even through those things as well i mean we we i, I like that you you cover the practical side mm-hmm. of that too because these are things that god has given us and provided mm-hmm. for us as as means you know to 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 carry out his will so um that's that is an important thing to communicate but i am glad that for our generation because you know share truth about scripture this shows for the young christian mm-hmm. and, and we're young christians here this is something that i think our generation really uh, faces a lot of, and you, mm-hmm. you went over the t- statistics earlier. Um, was it one one out of four? one out of eight struggle with infertility? Yeah. One out of four pregnancies and in miscarriage. And, yeah. and part of that with our generation is a lot of us are getting married a lot later mm-hmm. in
in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that has some ties to, not always, right. but, you know, postponing mm-hmm. seeing children as a burden and postponing trying for children because right. of, of a perspective issue. Mm. Um, and that's, again, that's not the case for every couple right. <laughs> um, that struggles. But I think as a general overall thing in America, that is definitely a case. Right, right. But to, but to again, um, point people to Christ. This is this is what we're supposed to do. This is why we're ultimately here. And I'm I'm glad that we can we can come alongside you guys and promote you again. Uh, you can listen to them on AFR uh, on Saturdays at five o'clock. Yes, right before right? Yeah. the classy show. Engage. <laughs> yeah, the classy show. Classic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll have the links down below for uh, your YouTube channel as well oh, and wonderful. your socials. Thank you. Um, so you guys uh, check that out. And um, yeah, I I do want to uh, take the last few minutes that we have and to uh, pray for you guys. I oh, think. that'd be uh, wonderful. I'd yeah. love to do that. So uh, allow me to do that. Thank you. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for um, this opportunity to uh, speak with Kendra and Anne. Thank you for... Um, the burden that you've put on their hearts, uh, the story that you're writing in their lives, Lord, um, and for the answers that you've already provided, um, both for them and for people who are going to to listen to them, Lord. Um, but ultimately, I pray that um, no matter what happens in the lives of the people listening and being ministered to, um, that you would ultimately uh, glorify your son and uh, bring people to him and to show them that uh, you and um and everything that you give, that is the ultimate satisfaction that we could have and that nothing in this world could um, fill um, that void that is for you, Lord. And I pray that uh, you will continue to bless them and to uh, multiply the results of this uh, podcast, this uh, radio program, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thank you you guys for being here. And I just want to remind everybody listening that if you want to know more about us and what we're doing, you can go to engagemagazine.net where you can find our past podcast and um, other content. We've got tons of articles there and you can connect with us on social media. And so you can go back and you can re-listen to this um, because we will post it up for you to find if you don't remember all the information and you want to find these ladies and uh, their podcast again. So that'll all be up and everything will be linked below. All right. So until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture. We'll see you next week. individual responsibility in the church that we're at now. Oftentimes we think, oh, well, that's for the elders and the the pastor, you know. The truth is that the Bible does command individual Christians, regardless of their actual station in the church, their specific responsibility is given to us by God himself that are not just for the benefit of the church at large, but for our benefit as well. Engage Magazine, website and podcast. Learn more at engagemagazine.net.